Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. It's Monday, good people, and we're back for another dope episode, another dope week of paper route. And if you haven't already noticed, we got a new look today. Ashley's hat. Y'all like my hat? I mean, it's a whole bunch of new looks. We got a new hat. You know, we got some hats. We got, I mean, we got everything. Look at this set. Brandon, you want to talk about this set? Doesn't it look beautiful? Well, yeah, I mean, first off, Ashley's hat, so I'm still trying to figure out, like, what's going on here. I forgot my hat at home. I love it. It's, 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 it's really awesome. It's cool, right? It, it is, is cool. Where'd it you is. get it from? Um, I got it from this designer in New York. Really cool. Lori ha Harvey has one. She has one in blue. Um, okay, a few so. other people have different colors. But I like the red one. I don't really wear red often, but... I figured this was cool. This is actually my first yeah. time wearing it, guys. Really? First time okay. ever. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you so you, congratulations. So we're in Brandstar Studio. I've been talking about this for probably six weeks now. Uh, come September, we're going to uh, incorporate new features, and this is one of them. You know, new digs. The studio is amazing. We love digital boards, so all of our cool little graphics. That look at another one. Can we get a wide of this graphic? Oh yeah, they think Jazz did his thing. Right? So we, we want to just take you guys on a journey. So this is where we're at, Brandstar Studio. We're taking our production to another level. We're taking our conversation to a, a whole nother level. We're going to start interacting with some of our biggest stars in the NBA and the NFL and also the MLS. The G League of I soccer. I had a great time. <laughs> How was the MLS that? Yes. You saw Messi in person. I got to go to the quarterfinals. I saw Messi score a goal in person. It was absolutely insane. Oh um, it, it was really, really cool. I mean, obviously, being a Messi fan, I've only ever seen him score goals on TV, but seeing it in person was a different type of just feeling. He scored in the last few minutes of mm -hmm, the game. Mm -hmm. It was sick. The crowd went crazy. Messi, Messi. It was, it was insanity. I, I cannot wait for MLS to really blow up right. in Miami in that new stadium by the airport. Mm -hmm. It's right. going to be sick. Question. Um, Let me take this hat off. Andrew, come come, come take this hat. Probably getting a little warm. So my question, mom's going to text me and be like, take the hat off! <laughs> so question really quick. So going to the Inter-Miami game, seeing yeah. Messi the GOAT, yeah. up close and personal, mm -hmm. okay? Are you now... Leaning towards what I'm saying and what I've been saying no. for some time now that it's like Messi is playing in high school. You no, know, so because take a grown man put him in high school. No, because Messi went that entire game without a goal until the very last few minutes of the game. So um, yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. Ma Ma I can't give that to you. Clutch. Messi I can't give that to you. Sorry. <laughs> uh, let's get into this show, man. We got a dope one. Uh, week one of the uh, NFL preseason has come and gone. We're going to talk about some guys that stood out. Stay tuned for that. And stay tuned as Dallas Wings star forward Satu Sabali actually is going to join the show a little bit later. And we're going to chat it up with her. But as Ashley alluded to, we got to talk about this drama with uh, James Harden. Right, so it all started with last week when the 76ers came out and said that they're going to uh, stop trade talks with any teams, you know, in regards to uh, James Harden. And then shortly after that, James Harden said, listen, I still want this trade, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not coming to training camp. 76ers, they're thinking he's coming to training camp. They're not on the same page. And then the latest was this morning. James Harden came out and said, Daryl Morey, you're a liar. We actually got that clip. Let's take a look at it. Mm. Mm. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Thank you, Crazy. Now, this was actually over in China. He's currently on a trip in China right now. Right, but, I mean, right? he just, yeah, right? I mean, but he, he, he said what he said, right? He said, Daryl Moore, you're a liar, and I don't want to be a part of this organization. What's y'all's thoughts on this? No, no, and he said, I repeat. <laughs> and then he ended with period. Yeah. yeah. When you say period, right. yo, that's serious. That adds some emphasis to uh, it. Right? He said period. Ashley, how you feel about this? Um, I'm 50-50. I think that... There is truth to what James Harden is saying. You have to think about it like this. This is now the second big name that has refused to play for him. Obviously, the first situation that comes to mind is the Ben Simmons saga, where they refused to trade him. He showed up to training camp. They accused him of having the phone in his pocket. And that whole <laughs> saga, he gets fined uh, repeatedly for not showing up after a certain point. And then eventually, he's traded to Brooklyn. Now, with that said, Although the situation may be different, the foundation is the same. You have another big name that refuses to play for you. Now, there is another side of this, though. I don't know if James Harden thought that he was going to get traded. A trade was not available. That was to the liking of the 76ers. And now this is how he reacts. With that said, James Harden has to also understand... <sighs> Y'all know I've been critical of James Harden on this set. <laughs> I called him Jay Cutler. You did. Okay. <laughs> you did. I think that in the NBA, you can go ahead and move like a prima donna when there are results. And what I mean by that is if LeBron has X, Y, and Z demands, that's okay because what does LeBron do? He wins. He brings mm -hmm. you championships. Mm -hmm. So you are willing to deal with whatever outlandish or whatever demands he may have, whether big or small, because you know that nine times out of ten, it's going to result in a win. That's right. right. James Harden has this mindset where he still thinks he is James Harden of Houston, James Harden of OKC, yep. where he can throw out all of these demands. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to be traded. Oh, I want this. I want that. But there are no results to back up what he is demanding. James Harden hasn't won. Mm -hmm. James Harden hasn't shown that he is a reliable number two option. You saw that in the 76er series. Joel Embiid goes down. You get one good game out of James Harden where you're like, oh, my God, this is vintage James Harden. And then what happens? He disappears. Yeah. So you're asking for all of these superstar um, 
expect you're asking for all these superstar privileges yeah. without the superstar results. So I think a big part of this is that the situation in Philly is no longer to his liking. He's like, I want to go to L.A. The trade to L.A. is not there. The Clippers don't need James Harden. That's they're they're set. They're yeah. good. The trade's not there. Philly's like, we can't trade you. There's no uh, there's no place for us to move you. James Harden says, find me a spot right now. There's no spot to find you. They say, we're not trading you, as you saw in that report that came out over the weekend. Mm -hmm. We expect him to be at training camp. Now James Harden is having a tantrum. Daryl Morey is a liar. I didn't lie. I said I would try to trade you. There's no place to well, move you. Well, well we, don't, we don't know that. Right? Allegedly. That, we, that's, how mm -hmm. I'm, that's how I'm making, that's how this is playing out to me. Right. So first off, I love how uh, James Harden, um, like many athletes today, mm -hmm. is controlling their narrative, right? So when you see, watch that video, what you saw is James Harden on his own platform telling his story. Not ESPN, not anyone else, not us, no one. Mm -hmm. This is where we're at right now. So I think, Ashley, we have to probably take a step back uh, and, 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 and actually ask James Harden for more. Because what did he lie about? That is the question. He lied about trading him, Brandon. No, but... Uh, he, we, it's clear. James I, I, Harden wanted out of Philly. There could be more to it, though. No, it's very simple. It's very simple, I don't Brandon. think so. I don't think James Harden comes out. Like, so I made a list. It's very... You're giving him a lot of credit. It's very simple. This whole offseason, what is it... What has there... What is the biggest conversation what, about James Harden 100%, been? but you understand the business. Right, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to wrap my head around this whole come out, put his his guy on blast. Like this is the same guy he was in Houston with. Right. This is the same guy that would give him anything. This is the same guy that brought him to Philly. He loves him, mm -hmm. right? Daryl Morey loved loves James Harden. James Harden the same way. So like, what 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 happened? Where's the breakdown? It's hard for me to wrap my head around James Harden putting him on blast over. You know, look, we can't trade you right now. Because, like, everything you said, he goes out there, asks for the trade. They say, okay, we'll look at it. You have to be, you know, you have to be aware of what the situation is. If the Clippers don't want you or if they're offering peanuts for you, you can't expect the Philadelphia uh, 76ers to let you go. So I think there's more to the story, and I want to hear more. Like, what? tell me, James Harden, even if that's the case, what did he lie about? I feel like, and again, this is speculation we don't know, mm -hmm. but if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, and nine times out of ten, it's a duck. You have to look at it from the perspective of, it was all good July 4th. You saw the picture of them communicating privately on the balcony, having a conversation. I am willing to bet it can't be a money thing because that situation has already gone ahead That's right. and been rectified. James Harden has made it clear or his camp has made it clear that he does not want to be in Philly. It could be two situations. It could be that James Harden wants more money. The Philadelphia 76 aren't going to give him money. It could also be, and if you look at all the things That's, that have led go. up to it, that James Harden wants out by any means necessary. That's right. And the Philadelphia 76ers are not able to adhere to that request at this point in time. Right. But at some point, they told him, we're going to adhere to your request. Things happen. The market changes. Teams pull out of trades. Yep. Conversations die down. Once we're hot, now they're cold. And that's no longer an option. So the only two things, it's a money situation or it's a trade situation. Yeah. But I'd be willing to lean more towards the trade situation than I would be at the money situation at this point in time. 
Considering that, how do you see this ending with James Harden between James Harden and the 76ers? Let me let me can I answer that first Ashley? Mm-hmm. So I put a list together, mm-hmm. and you guys can help me with my list. Yeah. The most pettiest people in sports and entertainment. Does anyone come to mind? Don't read my list. Don't go off my list. You. <laughs> okay, that's one. Okay, I'm messy. I'm, I'm known for being a little messy. I'm one, but I feel like I'm at the the bottom of this chart. Do you have someone that you said that's messy? Messy. I say Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas. Yes, one. One hundred percent. Let's write Gilbert Arenas uh-huh. down. So let's write bro down. Boom. Uh-huh. All right. So here's the list of most messy people in television, sports, entertainment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 50 Cent, will we all agree? Yeah, that's yes. We can Trump, can we all agree Trump Definitely gets agree messy? Ah, yeah. we got to talk about Is he messy? He's I think a, we can agree that he's messy. That's, okay. that's the first word the that game. comes to mind what, when I think yeah, right. of him. What about sure. the game? Yes, he's pretty okay. messy, too. And then you put Gilbert Arenas on. Ashley, you put me on there. <laughs> James Harden now may be on the, at the top of this list. So when you ask me mm-hmm. and you ask us what's going to happen next, it gets messier, mm. right? He's known for saying, oh, things will get uncomfortable in, in, in uh, Houston. And mm-hmm. what happened? He got real messy, and he got he found himself in, his way out of in, in Brooklyn. And now he said the same thing. So for him to look in the camera and say, period, <laughs> I think it gets messier. Yeah. And, and but, but Philly's in a tough spot. I can see the league coming together, similar to what happens in the NFL, Ashley, where guys come together, the, the, the owners come together, like, yo, we can't let this happen. The running back market, let's all come together, let's control this. Mm-hmm. I can see the NBA owners coming together saying, we got to stop, this is going too far. So I can see the 76ers holding on to James Harden, and James Harden just not there, and just finding them, say, it is what it is. But now they jeopardize their relationship with Joel and B. So it's going to be interesting, right. but it's That's definitely getting messier moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely... It, here's the thing. If it's a trade situation, it, then he's going to go ahead and just sit out, okay. is, is what I'm leaning towards. If it's a money situation, because you have to remember, he did take less money in the hopes of getting a bigger deal, right? Mm-hmm. Was it the season before last, he took less money right. in hopes that this time around he would get paid? It could be that Moore is mm-hmm. a liar and is not paying him after he said, look, if you take less money, we'll go ahead and take care of you the following mm-hmm. offseason. That just sounds like a realistic scenario. So it's, one, it's, it's literally one of these two things. Is Daryl Morey promised that he would trade James Harden, he's not trading him, or Daryl Morey promised he would pay James Harden and he's not paying him. Those are the mm-hmm. only two options, I feel like. Yeah. Anything else is, would be ridiculous. But, but I love what you said earlier. I know we got to move no. forward, but I love what you said earlier. It's like you're asking for superstar privileges, but you're not giving superstar. That is why I said the situation so, here, yeah. it, there's blame for both parties. Daryl yeah. Morey's not innocent. He clearly did mislead James Harden. Yeah. Ah, we don't know, Ashley. He did. Like, you know the story. I'm telling you. Can't go in there. But you have to look at it. You have to also look at it from um, history. This is not the first time this has happened with Daryl Morey and a star player. This happened with Ben Simmons when he was a star in Philadelphia. This is the same thing. Daryl Morey is the, is the common denominator here. So he's not innocent in this. Whatever the case may be, he told James Harden something that he's not following up on, and that's why James Harden is upset. No market. With, that may be the case, but he still gave James Harden his word that he was going to do X right. and is not doing it. But again... James Harden has not done anything that that 
equals the superstar yeah. treatment that Correct. he wants. He yeah. doesn't Correct. win. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't play a like a superstar. I don't see a market for him. Yeah, I, I kind of want to stay there, though, Ashley, and kind of go back to a point that you made a little earlier. You said he, James Harden, he's not really accepting really of the version that he is right now, mm -hmm. right? I think his agent begs to differ, right? So Troy Payne was just on Hidden does. Gems. Of course, of course he does, right? So hidden, uh, he was just on the Hidden, Jam, uh, hidden Gems podcast, and he said that James Harden has a, some crazy hunger in him right now, and he wouldn't be surprised if this year he won the MVP. What are your mm. thoughts on that statement? They saying, they saying he's doing two-a-days, like the MVP six where? days a week. <laughs> in the NBA, what are you talking about? No, like where? Oh, what team? What team? That, well, that's a valid question. He's not, I'll tell you what, he's question. not, not going to win the MVP if he sits out. Mm -hmm. And he won't, win the, he won't win the MVP if he's with the Clippers. That's Kawhi's team. Right. But you see, yep. things yeah. like that, this makes me feel, that quote mm -hmm. makes me feel like it's a money situation. Because if it if it were a trade situation, he's going to win the MVP. A trade could, ha could take months to happen. Like, they could not trade him until February, and he just sits out this whole time. If it's a money situation, then it could be that he wants to play for Philly, but he wants to get paid. And they're saying, look, you have somebody who's willing to compete at an MVP caliber level, but you got to, like, it's, it's a contradictory statement. But again, you don't win the MVP if you're going to start the season by sitting on the bench, Listen. waiting for whatever you want to happen to happen. Right. That's Listen. not how that works. Uh, Woo, can, can we look up? Um, the ages of like the past 10 MVP okay. award winners, right? Because James Harden sits at 33 years of age. Okay. Um, you can obviously win the MVP at 33. I think, I you know, so. guys have won it, you know, at an older age, right? But when you look at these guys, whether it's LeBron James, the LeBron James of the world, the Kobe Bryant's of the world, the MJ's of the world, they have a certain type of work ethic, a certain type of uh, approach to the game, a respect for the game. I think James Harden loves the game, but I don't think that James Harden has put in the work, the same type of work or has had the same approach as an MJ or Kobe or LeBron. Mm -hmm. So now you're saying I'm 33, now I want to turn it on, and now I'm, a, I'm doing two-a-days? <laughs> I don't believe it. I'm not buying it. Right now, I'm selling all James Harden stock, and I'm a big fan of James Harden. You know, as far as his game, mm. you know, I love it for street ball, but now if I'm starting an organization, I'm not betting nothing on James Harden at this point. Yeah. You haven't shown me anything, which you've shown me, and I hate to say this. Y'all know I hate doing this, but I got to do it. Yeah. They were in the playoffs this year. Buddy was in Vegas on his off day. <laughs> he had a couple days in between. Yeah. Now, players do things all the time. Uh -huh. But, bro, like, you got to move a certain way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because of it could it it be, it it become a distraction to your team. So guys do things, but they do things discreetly, mm. right? And then there's some guys that's like, yo, I'm just chilling. I'm off my feet. He's always doing something out. That doesn't match. Yeah. Partying and, and balling doesn't equal championships there's there has to be some sacrifice tell that to michael jordan what would you explain michael jordan partied and won <laughs> championships i it, it's not again james harden's extracurricular <sighs> activities is not an issue yes it is it's not an issue yes for, it is it's not an issue for me and i'll tell you why yes okay. it is because it wouldn't be an issue unless it were an issue. What I mean by that is it's not an issue unless you allow it to be an issue. We have seen guys 
be able to party, Who? enjoy the offseason, and win. I just named Michael Jordan. So, so, okay, let's talk about Michael Jordan. Has Michael Jordan ever looked like James Harden? That's out my of shape. Point. <laughs> but here's my point, is that it's only an issue because James Harden allows us to override his craft. And that's why it's But it an wouldn't issue. be an issue if he were able to be disciplined to balance the two. It wouldn't be an issue if one took the back seat to the other. It's, it wouldn't be an issue if he didn't allow it to be an issue. I'm not going to say that it's not... It's, it's a problem for guys to be out there living their life. He's a grown-ass man. He should be able to multitask and be able actually, to do different things. Listen, the but it's an issue because it, he allows it to be an issue. Look, it, basketball culture is totally different than football culture. I get it 100%. You know, I've been in locker rooms with dudes smoking the night before the game or, hell, driving to the game or drinking, certain things like that. Marshall Lynch comes out and he says, you know, this past year he used to take a shot and a half of Hennessy mm. crown or Crown Royal, mm -hmm. right, before the game. So... I get that, but Marshawn Lynch is probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Marshawn Lynch delivered every time he stepped That's on the foot. That's my point. So what I'm saying is it's almost like the Ocho versus Science conversation that we've had on this platform for a very long time, right? So me and Ocho sits on uh, total opposite ends of the spectrum here. I'm talking about how you need to invest in your body, take care of yourself, and, and kind of create a healthy lifestyle around yourself so you can reach peak performance. Mm -hmm. Ocho saying, I went out there and had McDonald's, and I still put up those same numbers, right? Mm -hmm. And so I say that because there's some guys that are anomalies. There's the Champ Baileys of the world, the Julius Peppers of the world that never stretches. There's the Michael Jordans of the world that can stay up at night gambling and still go out there and drop 35, 40. He hasn't shown that. So that's why I'm saying it's a problem for him. But you're better off, right? Like if you, right now, if you had, uh, you know, let's say 10 first round picks sitting here, mm -hmm. would you tell them, hey, um, live this healthy lifestyle? Or, you know, look, go out there and you can party, you can drink, you can do all the things you want to. Which path would you push them down? Of course, a healthy lifestyle, but we saw James Harden has always been this James Harden when it comes to his extracurricular activities. He was hooping in Houston, doing this exact same thing. Younger. Not, but that's my point. It's a different level of discipline that is required of you if you're going to continue that right. while being an active athlete. You cannot stop men, grown men, who make a crap load of money from going out and enjoying it. But you would expect an athlete of the highest caliber to be able to balance yeah. those. And he has not been able to successfully balance So we're it. saying the same thing. Basically. It's not the exact same thing. It's about balance. It's not about doing it. It's not about not right. doing it. If you do it and you can still out, go out there and drop 40, yeah. God bless you. If you can't, you might want to stop doing it. Yeah, it's really right. that simple. We'll see what version of James Harden we get next year. I want to see what version of this next guy that we're going to talk about, we're, what we're going to see next year. And that guy's Kyrie Irving. Ooh. Over the weekend, he was at the More Than a Run event, and he just went off. We got some uh, some video of him going crazy. We're going to provide some content, I mean some comments, commentation rather, huh? Look at that. Okay, Look so we're talking over it. Yeah, yeah, we're talking this over it. This is what got, this shocked me. Poetry and motion. What is this? Man. You said poetry and motion? Yeah. Ashley, where did that dunk come from? Poetry and motion. Sure. I I, listen, I'm telling Ooh. you. Yo. He's different. I don't know. Where's Kyrie's mind at right now? How old is that was, Kyrie? That was going to be my question to you guys. Like, I mean, we're seeing him. He's going off in these programs, right? But, like, we know now Kyrie Irving, he might be in a situation where he's comfortable, right? Like, he likes ownership. Um, they're beginning to build that roster up, if you ask me, you know, with the, you know, the acquisition of um, Grant Williams, mm -hmm. adding some defense to that team. What Great version of Kyrie Irving do you guys think we're going to see this year? 
I mean, you always know what you're going to expect from him mm -hmm. as an athlete, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to get this. Yeah. Um, I think he, I don't think he resigns in Dallas if he wasn't happy there. Right. Um, I was one of the people who thought he was going to leave. He was one and done in Dallas, so I stand corrected with that. Um, I'm expecting a more disciplined Kyrie when it comes to every facet of the game. What I mean by that, he's always been a dog. It's always been the extra stuff, mm -hmm. the stuff off the court, the extracurricular. Um, that's always kind of been um, the, the wild card, if you will. I will say that I think Mark Cuban is the perfect owner for a Kyrie Irving because Mark Cuban is somebody who kind of just allows their players to be who they are and he right. goes to bat for his guys. Yeah. We've seen that time and time again. I'm really excited to see him, Grant Williams, and um, Luca together. I, I think that this team is going to surprise some people. Do I have them going all the way? No. Do I think they're going to be a top four team? No. But I definitely think they're going to be a lower tier playoff team and make some noise against depending on what that matchup looks like. I'm excited to see what this Mavs team looks yeah, absolutely. like. So, so we started off this conversation by watching the video. Um, you called it poetry in motion. Oh, poetry in motion. It's almost frustrating, right? Uh, for me, Ashley, you know, big uh, Brooklyn Nets fan, mm -hmm. right? Had this vision of raising my kids in Brooklyn, sitting mm -hmm. courtside and watching KD, Kyrie, and then James Harden win mm -hmm. multiple big three. championships, right? Yeah, that didn't been. happen. So as a Brooklyn Nets fan, when you watch this, like, come on, how do we have KD and Kyrie? And James Harden at one point. And, and they, only played, they only played, Corey, they only played eight games together. Know, and man. was it two years, two and a half years? Like, that's man. frustrating. He's so talented. He's unstoppable. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody in the history of the whole wide world that could stop Kyrie Irving. No. He's that nice. Now, the problem is this. How are those guys in Dallas, Luka and Kyrie, how are they going to mesh, mm -hmm. right? We saw what happened when they made the trade. They were trending in the right direction. Luka had them in the playoffs. Then all of a sudden, it was this huge plummet, mm -hmm. right? So obviously, there had to be a conversation, like you said. He wouldn't have gone back. I think uh, uh, money had a lot to do with that, because that was that was the only, that was the opportunity gave him the bigger upside the most upside as far as like you know career earnings so i think money had a lot to do with that but man i would have loved to have been in that conversation in that meeting between Kyrie Luca whoever else was there of how they're going to put this team together cuz they're both special ashley I, I made a comment a couple of weeks ago i was like yo we've never seen you know two guys both drop 40 and mm. then she went in her little History index. It, oh, it happened before. And yeah. it needs to go with history index. I saw it in person. You saw okay, it in person. Not in person, oh. like in oh. real life. Oh, got you, got you. It was okay. LeBron and, and, Kyrie, and Kyrie, Kyrie in the playoffs. Okay, from the cool. you were there. No, I'm yeah, in person. Like, in real like, time, what? I saw it. Mm -hmm. But that can happen any given night with yeah. Luca and Kyrie. We could see that five, six, seven times this year. They're that special. That'd can they great. all put it together? And if they do, you know, hell, Ashley, I don't know, man. Like, can they? Can they potentially be the second, the third seed? But you have Denver. No, you have not that you high. have the Suns. Not that high. Who else? I, I said who, that who? the key to the success of the the, the Mavs is going to be Luca and and Kyrie both like to have the ball in their hand a very mm -hmm. long time. Yeah. But in order for Kyrie to get a shot off, he needs more time than Luca will allow. As someone who likes to have the ball in their hand a, a long time, which right. is why you saw them kind of fall through the cracks, you know, later on in the season. 
they need to figure out how to find a middle ground between the two of those because what happens when you have two ball dominant players Luca is going to run the clock down and give Kyrie two, three seconds to get a shot off. That's not enough for him. Kyrie's yeah. someone who likes to get into a rhythm before he takes a shot. Some guys are able to just run and gun it. Kyrie can, but that's not yeah. his game. So they have to figure out a way to coexist. Um, the defensive ability, obviously, they traded a lot of that when they went and got Kyrie, but I do think they get some of that edge back with Grant Williams. He's going to go ahead and give you that defensive effort. Not that he's not, you know, an offensive threat. His whole thing is being a bulldog, being able to be that guy who does the dirty work. The defense is still going to go ahead and be a question mark, but I think that this team's going to look a lot better this season than they did in the last half of the second season. But I just want to say real quick, mm -hmm. that video, because everyone, everyone came at me crazy. I know D-Wade just went to the Hall of Fame. Shout out to Wade, Wade County. Um... Like I, stand, like I said, I stand by my statement. Dwayne Wade, much better player than Kyrie Irving overall. <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's a champion. He's a Hall of Famer. Mm. I mean, the list goes on, and he taught LeBron James how to be a winner, okay? When you compare the two as overall players, Kyrie can't hold a candle <laughs> to D-Wade. So what you've been getting a lot of pushback, a lot because of Because I still think, I mean, that video that we just saw, we're just talking strictly positional. Mm -hmm. Just strictly guard versus guard. Yeah. I mean, so hold on, honey, did, did she? Did you say it right? You're saying Kyrie is better than D Wade. We're just talking yeah. guard versus guard. Because I think I remember your positional. Yeah. We're not talking about all the other things: being a leader, being a world champion, being a Hall of Famer. Which D Wade is the better mm -hmm. player. Mm -hmm. See, this is if why. we're talking guard <laughs> like and Hooper. positional like skill. Kyrie's the Hooper. Hooper Kyrie over D Wade as okay. a Hooper. So basically, as a Hooper. But this ain't, we're not, this is not hooper. the Rucker. This, I know you're from New York. Right, this right. is not the Rucker. The question Ashley. was the question was the best guard that LeBron James ever played with, mm -hmm. and my answer was and still is Kyrie. Now, if you would have asked me the best player that LeBron ever played with, the answer is D Wade every day and twice on Sunday. But guard, positional, it's still, <laughs> still Kyrie for me. I'm still trying to make sense of it's it, right? It's still Kyrie I for me. I get it, though. I think I'm beginning to come no, around to what you're, you the point that you're making. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah but, like, what I do think you that's... What do you mean, don't think, do it? I think that's what it is. I think you just like Kyrie as a hooper, but as a teammate, you like D-Wade. D-Wade's the because better player in, because, because in these settings, on these type of shows, mm -hmm. we can make any type of argument. Mm -hmm. You see how she did that? Well, player, just hooper. Yeah, right. We're talking about going out there, and we're trying to win championships. We're trying to We're trying to win titles. We're trying to become all-stars and Hall of Famers. Mm -hmm. You got to take all of that into account. Right. She's stripping away everything that <laughs> no, matters. No, no, because the question, we now we were just comparing who's the better, who is the better guard? I mean, the that question, the question, the the question essentially is who's the better guard that LeBron played with? Right. Now, if we're talking about 03 Wade, now we're in a conversation, but if we're talking about the guard that LeBron played with in D. Wade in those so, years and the one he played with in Cleveland in Kyrie in those years, I'm taking Kyrie. In, in this studio, do, do do I have a camera? Do we have a shot in this? I know we're in the new new digs. New, is, this my, is this my camera right here? That's your camera. Okay, that's my camera. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I want to say this. D. Wade... Congratulations for making the Hall of the Hall of Fame. Definitely Hall of uh -huh. Famer. A Hall of Fame career. Three-time world champion. Off the field, I mean, off the court, on the court, mm -hmm. true legend. I don't know where all this slander is coming from, D-Wade. <laughs> it's not just you. It's Paul Pierce. Right. I didn't say it's slander. It's the guy T. I'm not not just you. You're part of this. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm saying like Jeff T came out, talked about. Uh, 
there's more kids in the in the playground playing like James Harden and D-Wade. He's better. You got Paul Pierce coming out saying what he's saying. Like, where, why is everybody hating on D-Wade right he now? He didn't say that he was better. That's not what he said. What cool. did he say? He said that rings to him don't matter. There's more kids in the park playing like James Harden than D-Wade, which is true. Still because if you went, if, But it's true. If you went to a, when I say it's true, meaning yeah. James Harden's game is more tangible. If you saw a kid playing in the park like D Wade, you should sign him to a deal right now. Like, oh, okay. that it, it's not something that you see every day. Just like you don't see right. kids in the park playing like LeBron all the time. Like, right. if you did, right. sign him to your team right now. That's not a diss. So, what, what, but how did he start? How did Jeff Teague start that conversation? They were how talking they... about rings, and he was saying that rings don't really matter to him. He was saying that. It was like an impact conversation. It was an impact right? conversation, but people don't yeah. people take that as a diss, but it's not. D. Wade's game is very intangible for a normal person. You don't see a bunch of kids in the park playing like Kyrie. Okay. It's not that easy to obtain. Yeah. D. Wade, we love you here. <laughs> Your brother, we know your impact on culture. We'll keep the debate going, I guess. Ashley, before we transition. No um, D. Wade slanders. First of all, let's it stop. Is. It's not slander. <laughs> I, said, I said three-time world champion, Hall of Famer, overall better player, better teammate, better leader. Like, he is responsible for what I think LeBron is at this moment in time. That is because of D. Wade's influence. That was not the question. So okay. I don't feel like that's I don't feel like that's All right, go ahead and backtrack. It's okay. It's you can do it. You can apologize. It's okay. It's not they don't I'm do that on the other network. I'm saying the exact same thing I said when we had okay. that conversation. It's right, not slander. Okay. I love D. Wade. He's one of my favorite players. Okay, that's let me ask slander. you this question because you kind of like looked at me like I was crazy when I said that they could potentially be the three to four seed. We're talking about the Dallas Mavericks, mm -hmm. right? Watching Kyrie's yeah, sure. footage. How, well, talk to me. You got the Denver Nuggets. Then you had at the two seed the Memphis Grizzlies. Jaw is missing what thirty seven games. I don't think they'll games. be that high. Yeah. The Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies two? won't be that high, no. right? Okay. Sacramento Kings. Are they going to run it back that same type of season? Yes. They will. At okay. The three seed. You got not, the Suns. Maybe they may fall, maybe four That's or five, fall, but like they're still going to be in playoff. Phoenix Suns. Yes. You got the Clippers. Sitting at the fifth seed, you got the Golden State Warriors at six, and then you got the Lakers. What's happening with the Lakers? Then you got the, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and then OKC Thunder, and then you got the Pelicans, and then they just missed the playoffs. You mean to tell me that the Dallas Mavericks can't find themselves in the top four? You can't no. visualize that? Top four? Yeah, they were. They, actually, think about what Luka has been able to do himself with a bum knee, bad back Chris Porzingis. But also <laughs> think about how different the West looked when he was doing that. And even their cast, too. Even the, the team that the they team had. They had different. to trade off a lot of defensive help. If, if, if Luka and Kyrie, last thing I'll say here is, mm -hmm. if, Ashley, if Luka and Kyrie figures it out, right, I mean, I think they're, I think they're one of the best teams in the Western Conference. I feel like one through four is kind of a lock in my head. I, so I who's don't, your four? I would have, this is not an order, but I would say Nuggets, Suns, yeah, yeah. I feel like the Warriors will be in the top four. Here she go with the that Warriors, again. Really? You think the Warriors going to? I think high? the Warriors will be in the top They're four. Gonna be I think, interesting. It's I, gonna think be interesting. I think the the I think if they can convince Chris Paul to come off the bench and relieve Steph, yeah, that's going to be a huge difference maker for him. His legs, mm. his longevity. I would see them in the, I would see them in, the, in that fourth spot. Mm. The three is going to be a little bit of a wild card. Because there's a few teams I think that could slide in there. I do think the Grizzlies have a chance of sliding in there. They might be um, playing catch-up towards the end of the season. They though, might right? be playing catch-up towards the end of the season. But 
Um, I I don't see the okay. Mavs being that high up. Okay. I see yeah. them more of a middle of a road. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, one more thing that I actually wanted to highlight from that more than a run event with Kyrie Irving. So after he dropped his 42 points, eight assists, six rebounds, he sent a message to the youth. You know, it's a message regarding mental health. I want to take a look at that real quick. So, yeah, before we move on, Brandon, Ashley, Brandon, I'll start with you. Just what are your thoughts on, you know, this message Kyrie said? Um, listen, it's, it's like I'm proud. Yeah. You know, um, 2011, uh, I spent three months in an outpatient program, and it was there. I was like, shit, I wish, you know, it was people that came before me that spoke about this. And there was, right? But, you know, like not the Kevin Loves of the world, the Kyries of the world. So this message needs to... Um, be out there. Yeah. Um, we're seeing this conversation, you know, um, on so many different platforms and so many different settings every single day. Mm -hmm. And so having Kyrie and so many others stand on the table and champion this cause uh, makes me proud. Um, you know, 10 years ago, it was a totally different conversation, yeah. you know. So shout out to Kyrie Irvin for using this platform. Um, to push this conversation forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything there, Ashley? No, definitely. Um, I think Kyrie's always been an athlete who's shown that it's more than just about basketball. Um, to whether you like how he's gone about it or not, he's always been someone who's used his platform, his voice to bring ish to bring awareness to bigger issues. I think Kyrie knows is very fully aware of his impact. Um, very fully aware of you know the amount of young kids looking up to him, idolizing him. And he's always aware of that, you know, with the messages that he, at least for the most part, he's always aware of that with the messages that he portrays. And I think this was a perfect example of him doing that in the best light. I know a lot of the times Kyrie's shortcomings or the things that he does wrong, um, you know, is what gets highlighted. Mm -hmm. But I think that people ignore all the things that Kyrie does right. He does a lot for the communities. He's constantly donating to causes, you know, that the media aren't even fully aware of. And I think that sometimes we focus so much on the negative that we erase all the positive. And mm -hmm. I think with Kyrie, even with all the things that he has done incorrect, and there's been things that I don't agree with, and there's things that I feel like, you know, we've all spoken about and, mm -hmm. and moved, moved past from. But I think that his good outweighs his bad. Yeah. So this is yeah. a perfect example. And, and, and the last thing I would say there is like, you know, we have a platform as well. Um, and there's a lot of uh, people that follow us. Uh, when I look at the numbers and the, our demographics, there's a lot of men and there's a huge stigma around men. Men, it's okay to ask for help. So like sometimes when we see these messages coming from guys like Kyrie Irving or uh, Kevin Love, DeMar DeRozan and Dak Prescott and so many others, it goes over our head because we look at it as like, not me. You know, asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength, right? So we got to continue this conversation and make sure that you guys are taking care of yourself. And that doesn't mean that you have to go seek a therapist. Sometimes just turn into your brother or loved one or a friend and just like, hey, yo, this is what's going on, right? Check in with each other. So, um, you know, I wanted to say that. And the last thing here is, 
you know, if you're not suffering or if you're okay, ask someone else, you know, that's in your life, someone that you may work with, it's okay to check on them, right? Because you never know. There's 320 million Americans, I know I love saying that number, mm -hmm. and almost 100 million deal with something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, so we're going to move on. And at the top of the show, I had mentioned that we made it through week one of the NFL preseason. And oh. I, I don't care what you guys say, football is back. Football is back. It really feels is good it? to turn the TV on and line. see a slate of games. <laughs> That's is crazy it? that you just took my line. That's <laughs> so, <laughs> and so egregious. I would never do that to you. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, cool, whatever. I have fun watching the preseason games. Um, some Several names stood out, too. So wanted to take a look at uh, uh, some of the guys who did their thing. And then, you know, if you don't have some names on this, if there are some names missing from this list, feel free to point them out. But you got Jordan Love from the Green Bay Packers, right? He was right. a guy that we've been looking at. You want to go through this list real quick? Yeah, I mean, for me, Corey, when I, there's, there's so many other guys that we, we could have added mm -hmm. to this list. Um, I was shocked after the first uh, slate of games. Yeah. Um, I was shocked at how many guys went out there and produced at a high level. Like Jordan Love, the commentary around Jordan Love and coming out of camp, even look at Ashley's look at her face, like she rolled it at her eyes. I wish I could see her face right now. But it was like, oh my goodness, he sucks, he stinks. The 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 you know the in-game scrimmages or the uh, you know the team scrimmages they had at Lambeau Field. Mm -hmm. Oh, he threw how many picks? Baker Mayfield. Who would have thought Baker Mayfield would have been that efficient? He looks so comfortable. Put that list back up there. He looks so comfortable. So the numbers, like, it, it does, they don't jump off the chart. But when you saw how he was operating and how he was yep. managing the huddle and he was just, like, just comfortable in his own skin, said a lot to me. I'm not surprised by Kenny Pickett. Sam Howe, there's a lot of people that's high on him. You know, I was really curious um, throughout the offseason you know, um, as to why the, the, the Washington commanders didn't make a move on any quarterback. And now you're starting to see why. Like, they really believe in Sam Howe. Uh, Stetson Bennett, you know, we've seen this guy come in and ball over the last two years or so. But the guy, Ashley, that stood out to me, okay, and this dude is special. And it's hard for me to say this at the running back position. Can you guess who I'm talking about? From the Dallas Cowboys. Yep, I knew it was the guy. Uh, Vaughn? Deuce Vaughn. Oh, my goodness. Yo, like, I haven't seen anything like that in a very long time. I grew up playing running back, so, like, my eye for the running back position is different. You know, I kind of outgrew that position. That's why I played the game the way I played it. I haven't seen that in a very long time. Yeah. Like, he's special. He's so special to the point that he may be number one. They're number one, the RB1. Really? He's that special. Unbelievable. He's a home run hitter. His vision, you know, his movement, what he does out of the backfield in the passing game, special, special. I'm putting him on my list, guys, to watch for Rookie of the Year. That's how special uh, he is and how he jumped off the film for me this weekend. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like Vaughn a lot. Um, it does make the running back situation in Dallas interesting. I don't know if he takes the number one slot from Tony Pollard. I think that that's kind of already been determined and solidified. Pollard also has a year in that offense, um, learning it behind Ezekiel Elliott, playing in it with Ezekiel Elliott. So I think that, you know, that has to count for something. Right. Um, but it does make my, you know, you guys know that I've been talking about bringing Zeke back, bringing Zeke back to be running back number two. I still think that he has a place on the Dallas Cowboys. This does kind of 
make things a little interesting for me. Um, Just say it. It's okay. Say, I, say we're good. I don't know if after, if after that showing and if it continues, I don't know if that's something that the Cowboys would even be entertaining Just say it. at this it's okay point. To say it. I'm not going to say it. Okay. Y'all are good at the running I, I back think, position. I, I think after that showing and if there's a continued trajectory, <laughs> I, I think we're cool. <laughs> I think we're good. I think, I think we're good. Yeah, yeah, they could split. Yeah. Tony Pollard and, and Vaughn splitting carries would be... The, the, would be a, I, wish we, listen, I wish we had the film. Dak, you know, Dak, Dak. That's his brother. You know you are my guy. Yeah. So I say this with love. You know you and me, we're like this, okay? Right here. Simpatico, you and I. <laughs> That's a blessing because Dak has not looked great. Mm -hmm. So having a running back tandem that can go ahead and be deadly in that run game is monumental because Dak seems to be, you Dak know, a little, he's a little rocky right now. Dak yeah. hasn't, Dak he hasn't, hasn't looked great where, where, where? In his passing game right now. Where, though? His decision-making. Where, though? Where, where? Where hasn't he looked great? Where is he, where are we judging him at? Preseason? Like, training camp? Training camp. Hasn't okay, let's talk greatest? about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> like, a lot of people don't understand this, right? Like, he's going against probably one of the better, more aggressive defenses. Right. In the league. On a daily basis. Right. Uh -huh. And against a very, very good, sophisticated defensive coordinator and Dan, Dan Quinn. Mm -hmm. Right? There's no, uh, uh, we're not pre-gaming. We're not preparing for the defense. So in training camp, right? Okay, I'm listening. We're not preparing for them. We're not going out there saying, okay, on third down, they like to play uh, three buzz, so we need to run X, Y, Z because this is going to be open for us. We're not doing that. We're going out there as an offense. When I say we, as an offense, we're going out there saying, here are the plays that we need to put in and rep. This is our playbook. We're not going against them, right? And then also you got to think about the point of emphasis this year. The point of emphasis is what? Throw the ball down the field. They're taking shots. You're seeing a lot of that come out of camp. Mm -hmm. So... We got Trayvon Diggs on the other side. We got this crazy pass rush com coming at us. He's throwing it up to guys, mm -hmm. giving them shots. So, yes, there are some of, the, some of those uh, interceptions and bad uh, decisions he can control, but you can't put too much stock into practice. I'm not. I'm my only pushback. And, I, and that's, that, it's hard for me to say my, that because My like you, only pushback to that, I'm not. You know me. I will defend the Cowboys until I'm gray in the head. But my only pushback to that is if you have a tough time getting a pass, a successful pass off against your own defense, one that mm -hmm. you have watched year in and year out, one that you practice with, one that you're on the sidelines watching in, in, in real time during games in the right. season. What do you think another defense okay, is going to so, That's my only pushback. Look, you should so know that defense it. in and out to the point where they can't get an interception on you at all. Well, well let me walk Barely. Barely. Let's, Barely. Go, let's, go, let's go on third down. Let's go uh, third down. This team likes to play, let's say, two-man, right? And I don't know what Dan Quinn's uh, package is now. But they're like the Seattle three. They, you know, they play that type of... Uh, deal and they sprinkle in some some blitz. Um, so now you got Dan Quinn, right? Say mm -hmm. they go two man. We're working on on third and medium. We're working on getting the ball out quick. So we're working on uh, uh, we're working on dragon lion. Dragon is a slant and a flat over here. Lion is two outside slants and then a flat here, right? Mm -hmm. Or two outside slants, right? 
So if they're going two man, that's dead. So we're not going out. That play is dead. So we're still calling that play because we we need to get that rep. We need to say it in the huddle. Mm -hmm. You don't have an op you don't have an opportunity there. So you got to throw the ball in the dirt okay. or you're forcing something. So like that's what I mean by that. Okay. You know, hopefully, you know the things that he can control. You know, he gets that under wraps because they have an amazing opportunity. And we started this conversation because of the running backs, right? Mm -hmm. Lean into the run game. You got a top flight defense. You don't need to go out there and did, do what you did before your ankle and try to throw for 5,000 yards. Stop bringing up that man's ankle. Well, I'm saying, remember that year was phenomenal. They were averaging 500 yards a game in total offense. Yeah. There was nobody close to the Dallas Cowboys offense and Dak Prescott. Mm -hmm. This is true. They don't need to do that. If he's out there, Ashley, thinking that he needs to do that again, mm -hmm. then I think that he's going to set himself and his team up for failure. Yikes. Yikes. I want to talk some more about those these uh, rookie quarterbacks from this past, uh, uh, you know, this past weekend. Guy like C.J. Stroud, I don't know if you got to look at the stats of his game, but went two for four, 13 yards, and interception. Like, is it, it's not time to, to start panicking over Corey, something like that, is Jesus it? Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I hate I mean, when talk, you talk do to this. Talk, talk, talk to me. Anthony it's Richardson. It's preseason, bro. Right, but They're I mean, not even seeing... applying full pressure. Okay. Like, it's, it's, well, it's, CJ, it's... CJ Stroud did get sacked. In, that, his, in his first drop. Well, that's the problem is look I'm who he was so going annoyed. against. I'm yeah. so I hate preseason so much. But I actually, hate it so much. But, but hold on, hold on, hold on. There were some things they shed light on some 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 blind spots down there in Carolina. Now, obviously, you're probably going against. They may be the Jets may be the best D line, and it's a you know it's a toss up between mm -hmm. them. The 49ers, you got even the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's a toss-up, but dude didn't have any time. Yeah. So that's for me. That's why I'm not putting um, any any type of uh, any type of stock into you know him. If I'm buying or selling, they need to fix that offensive line first. So yeah. C.J. Stroud would be all right. His poise, you know, and 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 his determination is top-notch. Yeah. And again, I'm not yeah. knocking, or well, yes I am. I understand the importance of preseason. Mm -hmm. Let me make that very clear, okay? <laughs> I'm not oblivious to that. I just hate these, like, jump out the window, like, just takes based on preseason. Like, it's not that right. deep. Yeah. I hate when people are like, oh, he's the MVP because he threw <laughs> for 300 yards right. in preseason. Mm -hmm. It's preseason. Like, mm -hmm. I get it. It's necessary. It's not going away. But let's take it with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? Yeah. The same. I, say, I feel the same about Summer League. Yeah. Like, everyone was ready to call Wimby a bust after yeah, yeah, yeah. one Summer League game. And then he comes back. And it's like, it's not <laughs> it's <laughs> Summer League. Like, this is what, it's not that deep. Yeah. So, like, I get it. I, I know that people are going to be like, oh, my God, you are a preseason hater. I kind of am. Yeah. For this very reason, I hate the wild, just out-of-the-window takes that come from preseason. Well, uh, in preseason, uh -huh. I was going to say, we have an NFL vet. You walk us through, like, what your approach was, maybe at the beginning of your career. Maybe yeah. I'm sure towards the latter end of your career you weren't suiting up. But, yeah, talk about just what the approach of a player should be in these preseason games. Well, one, you got to look at yourself as an individual, right? Mm -hmm. I love what Bill Belichick always says, like, do your job, right? So before we could be a great unit or a great team, I got to make sure what I'm doing my job so the first thing for me when I get to camp I'm not in peak shape like I'm coming in I'm coming into camp right around like 85 percent and so like my goal is to get into football shape get into mid-season form before the season mm -hmm. right starts okay and then there's still some room to grow in September and October yeah. as an individual 
So that's me as a guy that has my position already solidified. You know, I'm, I got stability. You know, I know I'm making a team. Mm -hmm. So you have room to do that, right? Um, the younger guys is different, right? You got to come in right away and you got to make plays. You may only get two opportunities. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to get everybody on the same page. You're trying to install your offense, trying to install your defense, because that's what it's about. It's more mental than physical. Mm -hmm. So we're just repping the same things over and over and over again. We're not, we're not even game planning for the, the, the team we're playing mm -hmm. in preseason one two we might do some game planning in three and four because we want to see how everybody operates that way but there's not much there and so what you want to see is everybody get on the same page and you want guys to stay healthy but the reason why preseason does matter for other guys is because yo i need to see what we got no, do we have sure. depth do I need to go trade for somebody? Mm -hmm. Do I need to cut him? And then I'm watching this guy on another team, so we let him go, and I'm going to go pick somebody up off of waivers. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So you got to ball out in preseason if you're not the guy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. In, I that, never in that retrospect, absolutely, I agree with you. I never scored a touchdown in preseason. No. I've never had an amazing preseason where people were like, oh, my goodness. Never. Do you feel like that negatively affected your career? No. <laughs> <laughs> because I, but I was balling in practice, though. Yeah, right. That's how those were your games. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah, those were your games. Did, did you ever have, like, a teammate that, like, what, were you ever on a team of a guy who, like, went crazy in the preseason? Like, you know, we had a uh, – um, who was, like, the most – Victor Cruz. Yeah. Right? Did you ever have, like, a guy like a Victor Cruz that just was, like, the baller, like, the MVP of the preseason? Well, we had well Victor Cruz. That was special. That was he different. Did. Yeah, that, that was, was different. different. I don't know if anyone had a more legendary <laughs> yeah, preseason right, than right. Victor Cruz, and then he was able to take that into his career, mm -hmm. the regular season, yeah. and before he tore, you know, snapped his patella, you know, he was he was the guy. Um, we've never had anybody. I've never had anybody perform at that level. But I will say this: I had. We call them um, practice squad all Americans. Yeah. They go out there. They look phenomenal. It's like, oh my goodness. Like this is this is the next Hall of Famer yeah. at this position. Yeah, yeah. And you know what we say? What's that? Look like Tarzan and play like <laughs> James. <laughs> yep. That's I don't like that. No. Well, <laughs> that's, that's, the that's the reality. That's the reality. Like, like you, you, you're yeah. like you're doing all of this, but yeah. you can't put it together when we when it's when the lights are on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I've seen an opposite, Corey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what we're gonna do is go to break. When we come back. Um, we should have our guest Satu Sabali coming, but if not, we'll, we'll throw some couple topics at you guys. Maybe we'll do like a little, little different segment. Let's go WNBA. But we got a WNBA. I'm talking about a star joining the show too. She's a bucket. She's a bucket. So we're gonna go to break. We'll come it. back, but stay tuned. We got Sabali coming soon. I'll be there one on one. Bet. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. So when I first got in the league, when I was in Denver, we had all these. DJ Williams used to be on the show. He was the one passing around the uh, Vialysis. Cialis and Vialis. Cialis. That's different. Whatever dog. it's called. No, Cialis, no, Vialis, But yeah, but oh, we, was doing, we wasn't doing Viagra. Doing so what happens is they was passing them out before the game. We was taking them because when you when it, it thins out your blood, thins out your blood, energy, and you go longer. I'm not talking about Cialis, and I'm talking about actual surgery. Oh, what you saying? Yeah, like like enlargement. Yeah, surgery. that's what I'm talking about, enlargement. People be really People doing, be that. doing that. Yes. I ain't never heard, I ain't know no, I don't know no about that. <laughs> no, no, see, y'all, 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 Y'all well, six, seven, six, six eight, I thought like. What does that have to do with pause. anything? <laughs> Is that a pause? That's a major pause. Pause. I'm just saying. That's major. Oh I never God. heard that. Was, that, that was he said OD. the shoe size and that, that size that are OD. not clicking. Ain't no OD. Let's skip that. Ain't no OD. You heard he said I'm corny. I'm corny. <laughs> Let's get back to the basketball. I'm secure in my manhood. <laughs> Tell him I'm sorry. Don't have service. This is really happening right now? Brandon. Like what? Yes. Bro, let me let me, let me tell you. Ain't nobody ain't nobody getting suspended for taking Cialis. Well, what's the problem? But okay, let's say they doing that. What you say they doing it? What's wrong with that? Why they gotta be suspended over that? If they feel like they need to be, be, be because it has something in there. Yes. It has a steroid that in there. Same in way it. if you take a, a, oh, a okay, 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 steroid. Okay, yes. okay. It's no different than in yeah. the NFL. I forget the player, but there was a player who was um, trying, to, trying to conceive with yeah. his wife, and she was going through. I want to say in vitro, and she was going through the, fertiliz the, the fertilization of her eggs, and he was on medication to I think increase his mm -hmm. testosterone. Oh. Wasn't doing it to increase his performance. It was to have a baby, okay. and he got suspended because the ingredient in there still comes right. up. In a test. You remember so. what Eddie Murphy said on Golden Child? What he they said? They tried to sell him that stuff to uh, help keep the Yang up. What that boy say? <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with my Yang. <laughs> <laughs>Are you the best defensive player? Or are you the best player to ever play football? What do you, what I'm not gonna say I'm the best player to ever play football. What about but defense? Am I the best defensive player? Okay. If not, who? <laughs> Reggie Rice. <laughs> Reggie Rice is a great player. And I and I put him up there in the same uh, uh, same classes myself. Every time I walk into a room, 
or I pick up a paper or something. So LT, uh, you know, hey, I see an article, they talk about all these people. And then always at the last, my name always shows up in the last sentence of the last paragraph just before they say greatest of all time. Hmm. Okay. Hey, do you think you could have played in this era? Yeah, if I didn't want a paycheck, yeah. You <laughs> 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 kick me out of the game every, every week. Now, but yeah, I can play in an era. I think I can. I mean, I'm, I'm, I am rugged enough to play in this era. I've just, I don't know, it's, it, I, that's a hard question. Man. Could you have cleaned your game up, though? The violence, the it was aggression. clean. That was clean as I could get it. I was clean. Then you can't play yeah, in this era. It might be, it might be a problem. It might be a problem. It might be a problem. I may have to um, play a different position. Maybe have to move to the inside. Where, you, where give where, a little sound bite. Right here. Yeah. So right now we're experiencing just some technical difficulties. So we'll have Satu Bali. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? New spot, new new things. But I think she should be on shortly. Yeah, I think <laughs> I was, she should I was be on. Looking forward to talking to her. <laughs> you know what? I will say this. Shout out to the team. Great job getting us here. A lot of work. We don't even have our desk yet, yeah. Ashley. Yeah. Wait till we get our desk. But why are you saying out. desk like that? How do you say it? Desk? Desk. He, no, yeah. desk. Desk. It's like, wait till we get our desk. Right, but I thought, <laughs> I thought our digital boards were going to fall down. We're, I felt like, you know, a lot of liability in mm. here right now. You are emphasizing. Are you okay today? No. <laughs> How did He's you emphasizing talking? every know, right? word. But I was desk. looking forward to talking to her. Like, well, guess what? I looked up with her name. What? She's on. <laughs> Let's go. She's here. She's here. Let's go. Like I said, Dallas uh, wins. So Star forward. <laughs> is here. She is on the platform with us, and there she is. Welcome oh, to the I'm show. How we doing? Good, good, good. I, I think we're struggling to hear her right now. But well, uh, thank, no, right? yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Now, thanks again for uh, for joining us, uh, Satu. Satu, you're you on a burner right now, right? Mm -hmm. So as we we figure out just the technical difficulties that we're experiencing, I want to talk about you, once we we can hear you. I want to talk about these last three games that you have been on. Obviously, you just got the dub this past weekend over the Connecticut Sun. The score was 91 to 81, but I mean, you went crazy. 28 points, uh, I believe. Just that was eight rebounds, five assists. And I mean, like I said, you're, you're on a heater, so. Before, before we move forward, are we good on audio? I'm super Are we good on audio? I think we can hear her. I think we can hear her. I think we can hear her. Good. Hey, before we even get into the numbers, first off, thank you so much for yes. uh, bearing with us uh, when it comes to our little difficulties that we're having. I'm super excited. Let's not get into basketball right away. Yeah. Does your name mean rise to number one? What does your name mean? <laughs> Oh, you know what? I'm going to take it as that. <laughs> I'm going to take it as that. But the firstborn daughter um, is usually called Satu. Um, not usually, but called Satu in Gambia. And although I'm the second daughter, I guess it was the first daughter <laughs> with my mom. Um, that's why my dad gave me the name. I love yeah. that. I know. See, I was trying to do my work. Ashley Nicole Moss, who's sitting here with us, she say that, you know, I'm not a journalist and I don't do no my work. Oh my God. But I did a little research, Ashley. <laughs> what is your name? You mean? did a little research. Everybody should know what their name means. I know what mine means. My name means Little Raven. <laughs> oh, 
down, really? I said that confidently because I'm like, oh. it means little raven. It does. Does it really? What does your name mean? Mine, mine, it means a field of trees, like uh, a field of, of trees. So yeah. my little raven. In my tree? What does your name mean, Corey? I'll say, if Brandon's means little hen, mine means like big dolphin or something. I don't know. Because I do not know what my name means. Okay. That means it means nothing. Okay, yeah, moving right. on. <laughs> but yeah, Satu, like I was saying, uh, you're on a heater right now, right? So 28 points in your last game, game before that, 21, 25. Just talk about that, really, and just how you've been feeling as of late. I feel like I've just been locked in. I've been working, I've been in the gym, and I think I just I just hit my zone, and every time I go into the game, it's just clicking. And um, I approach it really seriously. I feel like I'm a really giggly person off the court, but on the court, like as soon as the whistle blows, I'm just locked in, and it's been showing. Absolutely. So, mm -hmm. so uh, do you feel unstoppable? Because, like Corey said, the last couple of games, you can see that you're evolving, and you really feel com uh, comfortable. But you're six four, right? Am I right there? You're six mm -hmm. four, and mm -hmm. a lot of times people will be like, "Oh, put her in a post, put her in a post." But you play like you're Kevin Durant. Like, how does anyone stop you? You got a sweet shot. Your handle is mm -hmm. crazy. Do you feel unstoppable? Uh, don't gas me like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, like, I'm sitting here watching all your career highlights, going back to Oregon. Everything is like, yo, she plays like. Have y'all? No, well, I, I know y'all watched her. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I do it all. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I, um, just growing up, practicing basketball, I never wanted to be in a post uh, or just, you know, the big that would just shoot some layups. So I always took the ball, dribbled around, um, shot a ton. And if you make it, they can't really tell you not to shoot. But we had this drill in college, red light, green light. And if you hit a certain number, you get the green light and you can shoot it in a game. So mm. just, just always did that. And then, yeah, using that green light. <laughs> Satu, I tell everybody, if they're not watching the W, they're missing out on some absolutely incredible basketball. But I feel like this season particularly has just been ignited from the very beginning, from the first game. Would you be willing to say that across the league, team to team, city to city, that this is the best basketball the W has played just collectively in a very long time? For sure. I mean, you can even see it with the people that watch the games, especially when they come um, the first time. They're so blown away because it's something really new and unique. Um, I think people always try to compare the WNBA to the NBA, but it's so different. Um, our skill set is different. And in the end of it all, if you love basketball, you'll see how good we are. But it's it's definitely tough. Like every single game is tough. You play against the best women in the world and it, it really shows. <laughs> it's fun, though. So uh, earlier, we we're having this conversation around James Harden, and I tried to mm -hmm. get really creative with my take. And I, I said, I put the, a list together of uh, athletes, entertainers, people on television that are that's super messy. Okay, 50 Cent, Donald Trump, the game, James Harden, uh, Gilbert Arenas was added to the list, and also I was added to the list uh, by my for being messy, for being messy, <laughs> my partner <laughs> Ashley Nicole Moss. So she just gave you a layup, talking about oh the WNBA, everything like the basketball is great. Yes, but my mm -hmm. question is this: but. How do you guys bridge the gap between Las Vegas? In Dallas, it's a huge gap, and it's not just you guys in the West. Y'all the number two seed, but how mm -hmm. do you bridge that gap between them? Taking it game by game, I think the gap is smaller than it might seem if we play against each other. Um, you don't really need to bridge that gap. Um, 
you know, in, in terms of standing, but we'll bridge the gap in, in a single game or hopefully in a playoff series along the way. Okay. Would you say that that's the yeah. mindset of the team moving forward? At the, well, at this point in the season, is just game by game, night by night, yeah. and chip away at it slowly? Mm-hmm. I think if you focus on something bigger and, you know, you, you have that in a mindset, but it takes little gradual steps to get there. So just focusing game by game. If you lose, it's not all right, but you just got to move on to the next game because it's two days after that. You cannot really indulge too much in success. You cannot indulge in failure. So um, I'm, I'm not even looking at them all the time. I'm just really, like, focusing on us and our progress. And I, I really trust in our progress. So I want to shift gears just a little bit here. Um, Dirk, Dirk went into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> he welcomed yeah. you to Dallas, right? Uh, you gave him a shout out. How was it uh, seeing Dirk up there and listening to his speech? I mean, absolutely amazing. He He's such a legend. And the fact that I know him now is really, really cool to me just growing up. Uh, I think the first time I saw him was when I was 12 years old watched his movies, watched his games, and he's been such a pinpoint for basketball in Germany. So I feel like mm. just just seeing him up there, deservingly so, made me made me super happy. And I feel like I'm a part of it just because I'm also, you know, German. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, yeah, he made it. <laughs> That's dope. So I got a question for you. Maybe this might be me getting a little messy. Get but messy. Yeah, let's let's get Ooh. messy, Satu. <laughs> it was a messy show, what? <laughs> Satu, are you and Enrique Agumawale the best duo in the WNBA? Ooh. Yes, sir, we are. There we go. I love it. I love See, it. See, that's why it. I love yeah. the WNBA and women's Listen. sports, because y'all don't shy away. Y'all mm -hmm. get straight to it. Mm -hmm. Dudes, whether it's the it's NBA, the guard. NFL, like, we be so diplomatic and political, mm -hmm. Ashley. It's unbelievable. I love that answer. Well, yeah. I mean, speaking of, of getting right to it, I want to sh shift gears a little bit because the travel issues in the WNBA have been a talking point, I feel like, not just this season, but for many, many seasons. And you recently spoke up about it, and you said, quote, I hate to make excuses that we're tired, but reducing travel time increases recovery time. The league has an issue with charters the league needs to step up. What do you think the biggest issue is with the league having, what is the biggest issue rather with the league do you feel like and the, the, the difference between some teams being able to have charters and some teams not being able to? Why is it such an issue for the league to go ahead and just implement that across the board for the WNBA and finding the money? We're talking about team owners who have a lot of money to go ahead and spend. Why are they not implementing the owners to spend this in a way that makes playing for their, makes traveling for their players easier? Well, it all starts with resources, right? And uh, we all know that the WNBA is growing and that we have to invest in sports, but not every team is at a breaking point or like breaks even with revenue. Um, so obviously owners uh, do not all want to, you know, pay for charters because it's a, it's a significant increase in spending, um, but we need that. And some owners are willing to do so. Some airlines have already you know, adjusted their mm. own schedule so we're able to use private charters like JXS. But when the league um, doesn't see, well, sees it as a competitive advantage for some teams to charter and some teams not, and then protect those teams, it kind of hinders everyone from um, gaining gaining the recovery time, gaining right. you know all the all the things that we really need. Uh, but 
it's an investment for me. Yeah. It's an investment in us. It's an investment into the league, and we have to find we have to find these funds. We have to get these funds, and I think it's just a business decision to finally do so. For for people who mm. are unaware of, you know, in the NBA, it's unheard of that players fly commercial. It hasn't been that way for many right. many years. They fly charter flights. Mm -hmm. For people who are unaware or who want to downplay the difference between commercial and charter, can you just go ahead and explain the difference, explain the travel time, explain what it means, you know, in terms of recovery time for people who, like I said, want to downgrade it and say that it's not mm -hmm. that big of a deal? Yeah, absolutely. Let's say we practice in the morning right at 9 a.m. because our flight leaves at 1. We have to be at the airport two and a half hours earlier, get the bags, Mind you, in college, uh, some teams travel charter, so you just go with the bus um, one hour before the flight, all the bags are being on, uh, loaded on. You take a flight, you land, you're already there. Um, now we play a game, right, the next day. If we have a charter, we can leave right after the game. We don't have to stay another additional night in a hotel, which frees up the next day as a recovery day and not as a travel day. Um, and the recovery days, we are still in the gym. So people don't understand how much time actually goes into working and maintaining our bodies. Um, and with the, with the public flights, you're at the airport for five hours. Um, you have to wait for the bags. It's just a lot of time that goes. And time is really essential for us. Uh, I think it's just, you know, when you're in the air, you, your muscles tighten up, uh, injury rates go up with all the flights. Um, we catch flights every other day. It's a lot of it's a lot of flights, and I think the amount amount makes it just so heavy. Uh, if we had you know two games a week, it would be very different. But with the game increase even happening this year, I think the WNBA should have also considered traveling with that. So listen, I think it would be cool uh, to be in Chicago, Hera, and see you right, and I have my son. Uh, and my daughter People get on the really same excited. Yeah, that'd be really cool, but I'll be honest with you, I don't want to see that, right? Like, yeah. you know, I think it'd be a cool experience for my family, but seeing our superstars in the WNBA mm -hmm. sitting there and waiting uh, five hours for their flight, I think there's, you know, more that we can do. So my question for you is, you know, what are some of the solutions? Mm. I would say invest in women's basketball. You know, it starts from person to person. Uh, spread the name of the WNBA. Uh, be vocal about it. I think our commissioner, Kathy Engelbert, is, Engelbert is actively working to find a solution. Um, you know, there's also conversations about league expansion, but focusing on something like traveling can um, and prioritizing that can obviously be pushed up on the agenda. Mm. Well, also mm -hmm. something that can be pushed up on the agenda and is constantly spoken about is the pay difference between the WNBA and the NBA. And when we sat down with Angel Reese and Baton Rouge, um, fresh off of, you know, a historic and just incredible yeah. NCAA Final Four run, she said that she was in no rush to go into the WNBA because of how much money she was making through the NIL. And I wonder, you know, what current players in the league right now think of this new NIL era? And are you, you know, not envious, but is it? are you sad a little bit that you guys missed the boat in, in, in making such sure. an, a monumentous <laughs> amount of cash in college? Listen, I am so happy for them, and they deserve every single dollar that they get. Um, I'm so excited. This this means generation generational wealth for you know young female athletes. That is finally something that we can do. 
obviously I'm sad that I missed the mark <laughs> because I really I was right there uh, after COVID. But I'm I would say I'm a trailblazer. <laughs> I I was there. I made the you know I'm one of the people that made it possible for them to thrive of it, and I'm super happy. But obviously, 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 we want um, we want more compensation. I feel like that's just a fair thing to ask for our. For our bodies that we sacrifice, what will we do uh, for the talent that we have and for the people that would actually watch if it's being shown? Um, I think we do deserve that. But again, it's it's going to happen by time. I'm really trusting in the development of women's sports. And if it's not me, then it's going to be, you know, the next young girl that's going to start playing basketball. It's going to yeah. be her in 20 years. And that's something really great that's happening. And I'm, I'm happy about that. Listen, I would say this. The W is in great hands. Uh, right now, I just love how bold and unapologetic you guys are. You guys have always stood at the forefront of social challenges and issues, um, mm -hmm. and now you guys are carrying, you know, women's sports forward. It's not just for the WNBA, but all of women. And so I'm extremely proud of you guys and thankful because I have a daughter, right? And she's now playing volleyball. I'm sure uh, in a, maybe in a few months or a couple of years, she'll be asking me about basketball. So. Great work there. Really quickly, um, what are you listening to right now? You know, tell me what's on the playlist, what's on repeat. Pre-game. Tell, 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 me, tell me also what you're watching on Netflix. We want to get to know you off the court. We know you're a beast there. You know, I, I want to play one-on-one -on -one with her, Ashley. I don't think she can beat me. Angel <laughs> Reese, you know, I, I'm not going to talk about it, but we battle. We, I just, all I'm going to say is we battle, okay? Oh you so, battle? Who won? Who won? Ashley? Okay, I will say this. I will say this. No, I was, no, Angel, was, Angel won. I'm going to say this, Angel won. I was won. very uh, impressed with, I was very impressed with Brandon's free throw abilities. He he banked those free throws one after another. I didn't bank them. You didn't? No, don't, that bank, like if I hit the back, I didn't back. You, be clear. Uh, he, he's a great free throw shooter. Thank Angel you. Reese, though, one on one, he can't see her. <laughs> That's hilarious. Now, nah, but I, um, but, Something that gets me into the game, obviously, is music. Um, I've been listening to Millions by Bia. That kind of gets me pumped. Um, kind of a new song, so that's definitely on there. Ghana is always on my little, little okay. playlist before the game. I feel like, you know, smooth little voice that just kind of gets me into the zone. <laughs> there you go. But um, Netflix, I'm not watching too many shows right now just because I feel like it's kind of not a lot going on. But I did watch Quarterback, um, and I really loved it. And see, I think Ashley. it was great to see how other athletes think the game yeah. and how they approach the game. So I've been I've been kind of learning a little bit about um, just how I can I can think a little bit different as a professional athlete from from that show. It was really cool. We're trying to get Ashley uh, to watch quarterback, but she's not interested. She's a big Hard Knocks fan, so yeah. no, she's watching <laughs> that. Good. So you know, I love that. I love what it's you just good. said, right? Um, it remind, like that's very like uh, mature, you know, because you're still. I don't even know if you entered your prime yet. It feels like you're about to enter your prime, or hell, maybe the last week or two. You know, seeing you on this heater, you're kind of morphing into that space. But, you know, what do you see for yourself when it's all said and done? What's the story? Greatness. Mm. I wanna. I wanna be the best. Mm. I think I'm just. I'm just on that mode right now where I want to be the best. And it, I think it's chosen the games just because I'm confident in what I've been doing every single game. And 
I'm just having fun with it. And in, in the end of it all, I want, you know, obviously I want accolades like championships. Uh, you know, maybe I'll follow, hopefully I'll follow Dirk's footsteps. But um, I want to be someone who brought the game to other people, who excited people about, you know, wanting to start playing basketball and then uh, opening doors for themselves because basketball has given me so much. So if I can make other people fall in love with the game, I feel like I've done my job. Love that. No, that, that was, I was. I want to go back to what you said. You said you was watching quarterback. I want to know if you you a fan of football. You know, we're a football platform. You got like a, like your favorite NFL mm, team. Good question. Uh, let me just say the Cowboys. Oh, you know, yeah. Cowboys That's See, my girl. I take I take yeah, I take what I said back. I, I thought you was unapologetic. How about that boy? She saying knows. That that's political because she, she plays in Dallas. But she also oh, knows right, the right. best team to root for. She's not she's See, not dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I've been at a couple games. I really like football. You know, Dude. growing up in Germany, I didn't grow up around football, but it's such a interesting sport to me. And now now I can look at the game and I actually see some routes. That y'all run, and I'm like, oh, okay, I, I see it, I see it. It's not too different from basketball, you know. Yeah. Um, when you when you know the game, but it's really cool. I love it, physical, physical game, but definitely uh, an admirer rather than uh, me wanting to play it. And now, now you know they have some games in uh, in Germany this year, and they've actually I think we had one last year. Yeah. They had NFL had yeah. one last year. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to get predictions though. What are your predictions? What teams do you have? And and, and not just the NFL too, because you know we got to get a little messy, right? We got to do the WNBA, and I want to do the NBA too. So who are your predictions? Like who you got going to the championship in all three of those leagues? Um. Let's finish with the WNBA. Okay. Okay. Whew. Okay, NBA. I will go with Phoenix. Mm. You know, I kind of, I right. kind of like what they're building up there. So I'm either Phoenix or Celtics. Okay. I want both of them in the final. <laughs> okay. Um, Celtics. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was rooting for them this year too, but. NFL, I would say, yeah, I'll just go with my Cowboys. Maybe they'll That's be lucky right. this year. That's fair. We always chance. need a little luck. Mm -hmm. You got <laughs> a good chance. And then WNBA, shout out to Dallas. Yeah. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Who, I love that. Who you got them playing? Them, us, Vegas. we, <laughs> Vegas. Nice. No. Vegas. All you, oh, because you were Actually, on the WNBA. I, I, thought, I thought we were But I would love to play against my sister, too, against New York. But we oh. might, you know, They're we might have too. them in the round before. Yeah, the Liberty yeah, look yeah, nice. They are. Ooh, they are. Okay, sure. Okay. All right, I love yep. it. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta lock those predictions in and see right. what, what comes to fruition. <laughs> so you go. Dallas. All right, let me ask you this last question. This is my last question. Maybe we go around and we'll let you go. You know, you got this, uh, I don't know, you got to wait five hours in the airport or something. We got to get, we got to bring some today. plans in. We got to call it out. Yeah. I don't like it. I think that's, an, that's, that's the idea I have. Like, I feel like these Uniteds, the Deltas of the world, they should invest in you guys. Like, because we're going to yeah. follow y'all lead. The power of mm -hmm. the black woman. Y'all yeah. yeah. control how much marketing spend is ridiculous. So it'd be a good decision for Delta United American to invest in you guys. But anyways, here we go. Um, does depth matter? Right? So you talk about y'all have a big two, right? We have this big debate on our show, okay? So we have Corey, but we have our big two, myself and Ashley Nicole Moss. We got into this heated exchange for, you know, over a month, right? And I'm like, yo, you got KD, you got Booker, right? I don't care about what they got on the bench. Obviously, Chris Paul didn't go down at the time. You know, you have Aiden and Ashley. That matters. That matters. So y'all got the big two. You said it's the best in the WNBA. 
Mm-hmm. How much does your bench matter? It matters tremendously. Thank I mean, the big two can't play basketball all by themselves. You know, you need people around you. Um, and really, I would even say we got a big five. Thank <laughs> you. You know, it's Sierra McCowan, um, Natasha Howard. You know, we, we're so, so, so good. Krista has been doing a great job as a point guard. Um, and going down the bench, we have such great young talent, and they've been getting some minutes and just have been, you know, improving themselves. But depth definitely matters. Man. Thank you. And you heard it from a baller right. herself. We can One put this best. conversation to bed forever. Thank Maybe. you Maybe. so much. I appreciate you tremendously. You have no idea. No, we, we appreciate you. And keep really? Up. That was the combo. It was, a, it, was, it was an even a combo. Here's, it was the most is, draining debate I've ever had in my life. No, listen, and we're going to bring it back. Come, you know, we're going to bring it back here. No, we're not. But here's my thing. If you, when you guys make it to the playoffs, what I'm saying is your big two, big five, y'all can get it done. Not over a course of a year or a career. I'm talking about in those moments, like in a series, in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. Brandon, let it go. Uh, I'll let it go. Please let it go. I think, I think it's the difference maker for sure. It's a difference maker, but uh, not the only thing that can happen. Yes. Well, listen, we, we thank you. Um, your name, I, you know, it doesn't mean uh, rise to number one. <laughs> but I love that meaning because uh, you are number one. Anything we can do for you guys, um, you know, using our platform, partnering together to push the W4 women's sports, like, let us know. We appreciate your time and you jumping on our show. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Appreciate everything. Thank Thanks for coming you. on, Satu. Keep balling. Thank you. Keep yeah. balling. You're going we'll crazy. For sure. We should have asked for some <laughs> we'll do. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> courtside. Right, you think she'll give us some courtside? That'd be nice. Of course. Oh, she's oh, still here. Yeah, I'm still here, but just let me know. Yes. All right. All right, Appreciate you. Yo, we're going. We can, we can do both. We can go to a Dallas uh, Cowboys preseason game because you love the preseason football. For sure. And then we can mm -hmm. go, <laughs> and then we go see her. Make it a trip. team. Yeah. Want to do it? Let's do it. Huh. <laughs> All right, where are we at, Corey? So we got some news of the day that we were going to hit. Hold just on. in the can time we recap we got. that real quick? You want to recap that a little bit? Let's, Let's recap spend some time that. recapping. How'd you feel about that? I felt great about it. Yeah. I mean, because she's one of the top scorers in the NBA, if, you, if you're really looking at it. So right now she's averaging 18 points per game, eight rebounds, four assists, and she's up five points from, like, her career high. So that's why it was, like, an honor really getting her on here. Like, yeah. she's really she's really doing it right now. And if you look at it, I mean, there's a lot of people balling right now. It seems like every day or every week you look up there's somebody breaking some record or doing something that's never been done in the WNBA you know dropping 43 four days in a row uh three four uh games in a row triple double mm -hmm. um but when you look at her where I think it's special is like her like I mean she's six four yeah okay and you're talking about six four a lot of times like she said like okay going to post you're playing big Yo, she handles the ball like crazy, yeah. and her shot is so beautiful, right? So I think that she might have an opportunity to be, when it's all said and done, one of the best. Yeah. Look at her mindset as well. Like, you know, she's 
confident enough to go out there and say, no, I want to be one of the best. Right. That's a big deal. Yeah, I think yeah. she's up. I'm going to follow her. Yeah, her bag is deep, to your point. Like you said, she has the jump shot. Yeah. She has the three. She has the mid-range. She can finish at the rim. Like, she has a nice little floater. I don't know if you guys watched some highlights on her, you know, before she came on. But, yeah, she's a bucket. Are right? y'all WNBA fans now? Oh, yeah. You know can what? Can we count on you guys to I watch kind of W games? Been. I, I, well, I should have brought this up, right? Because Arike, I went, to, I went to Notre Dame with Arike, her mm -hmm. teammate. I've always really watched women's basketball because mm -hmm. at Notre Dame, women's basketball, that was, I mean, it's like UConn. It's like, it's, it's yeah, one it's of those cream in a crop programs. So right. I was always watching women's basketball. I saw girls like Arike, you know, Gumbawale, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, before they got into the league. Girls like Brianna Turner, she's on the Mercury right now. She was all, they were all these girls was at, I think, at, at Notre sure. Dame. I think for me, the next step for me is I want to go to games, right? Mm -hmm. And it's hard being in Miami because there's no team here to represent the WNBA, re represent Miami. Um, so it's hard, but I, I want to start going to games. I want to experience the game that way. Um, Ashley, I thought the conversation around just, you know, what the WNBA can do around charter flights and For sure. what's needed yeah. there was uh, big. Do you see any brands, any airlines stepping up and participating and fixing this? I don't know, but I hope so. I mean, I feel like in order for the game to grow, there has to be people willing to help it grow. Yeah. And I think that you can't grow a game without the athletes playing, you know, at the top caliber, you know, that they can play. And that starts with travel. That starts with recovery. There's a reason that we're able to get the best of the best with, when it comes to the NBA. They're comfortable. They're put up in really nice hotels. They're put up in chartered flights. They can sleep on the flight. They're fed on the flight. Like, they're, they're given certain amenities to make traveling as comfortable as possible so that they can do their job at the highest level. I mm -hmm. think that, I don't think women deserve that exact same priority if you're going to go ahead and critique the game for not growing fast enough or it not being profitable like some people want to throw out there. Well, what are you doing to help combat that? Yeah, but that's a real thing, though, uh, Ashley. Like, I think there are people that are true champions of the WNBA and women's mm -hmm. sports. I think that there are people that are... Uh, you know, advocating for all these things, but then there are just fans, right? They just, they're not invested in any of these things or they don't want to be in these conversations. They just want to watch ball, right? So, you know, I, I don't think we can ignore the business around, you know, sports or WNBA. It's not just women's sports. There's, you know, other sports, uh, you know, that aren't doing well, right? So we can't ignore that. We can't we can't do that because when you think about these brands, they want they need an ROI. They got mm -hmm. people to answer to. They got employees to pay. So it's a to me it's a it's a complex situation. If you can own a team, you can find the money for a chartered flight. Yeah. Well, if you can own a team, know. you can find the money for a chartered flight. I don't know. Yes, you can. I don't know because it's about it's tough. I don't. Yes, you can. How? If you can own a team. Not, we're not talking about, we're not, we're talking about if you can own a team, if you're Correct. the owner of Correct. a team. So you think, You have the resources, if you can't fund it, you can, you have the resources, I'm sure your, your business portfolio is a lot but deeper phases, than just a team. But it's you phases can find to money it though, like it. even when you look at the NFL, the NFL didn't start off, you know, and, I, and I'm a, I'm a fan of, like I got a daughter that plays sports, so I need, you know, uh, this generation to push it forward so it's better for her. And I expect her, if she continues to play sports, to do the same. Mm -hmm. But the NFL didn't start off taking charters. They, 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 Neither did the NBA. Correct. And now so it's a process. It's a process, but it's been 25 seasons plus at the WNBA. Mm -hmm. 
Got to find the money. That's a good point. Okay. That is a good point. It's a good discussion. Yeah, no, so we're going to move on to the news of the day, right? And some major news released this morning. Saudi Arabian club Al Halal agrees to a $98.6 million deal to acquire Neymar from PSG. Now, yeah. remember, that's just a deal to acquire Neymar, con you know, what his contract will look like. You know, that, those details haven't released, but thoughts on that? Well, listen, I thought this was good, uh, uh, good news um, because Ashley always says that we don't have these conversations, we don't discuss soccer, mm -hmm. and she's the only one she feels that, mm -hmm. you know, participates. And so, Neymar, this is a big deal, but for me, Ashley, it's not about where he's going, right? We've had that conversation on our platform, mm -hmm. very, you know, it's a lot of controversy around that, the Saudi Arabia and what they're doing, and they're trying to really just invest in golf and soccer, really trying to hijack sports, it feels mm -hmm. like. Um, and I might have been a bad, like, little... <laughs> 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 what I just said, I'll put that together. Hey, you say you what know, you no, said, no, no point intended. <laughs> uh, but I say that because, well, that kind of took me off. I should have said it like that, yeah. <laughs> but here's, here's why this is news for me, because what's happening in PSG, right? Like, now you have, you have three of your biggest stars that want to be out of there. So now the first uh, domino to fall is... Uh, Neymar. Oh, okay. No, Neymar. Yeah, like, this right, is the right, first right. one. You're right. To Bappe, actually leave. Yeah. Right. Like, he, he's been saying, I want to get out, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, I don't know what's happening at PSG, but uh, it's interesting, and I can't wait to hear from, you know, the guys, um, because it's, it's, it's really interesting. But the soccer players, they don't talk. They're more controlled. They're like where we were 25, 30 years ago as football players. Like, yeah. they don't say anything. They don't rock the boat. The fans, the teams, they control everything. The media control everything. So it's, it's, it's an interesting thing that's happening over yeah, there. Yeah, to your point, it's like we're almost we're reading about them more. We're not really hearing or reading statements they from don't them, get, listening to the They don't rock the boat. You can't do it. Yeah, no, you, you can't, can't do it. Can't. Ashley, your can't thoughts on this? Um, I'm... I mean, the Saudi League is not good, mm -hmm. so it's a money grab, clearly. Um, there's a reason why you see Neymar, Ronaldo, you know, at certain stages in their career of doing that, and, you know, you have a player like Mbappe who's not taking that route. They're in different stages of their career. Mm -hmm. Neymar, by name, is a superstar. Of course. By name. But if we're going to talk about productivity, mm he hasn't really been that in a while. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? His, his, PSG, his time at PSG has been disappointing. It's been disappointing, yeah. to say the mm -hmm. least. So it's, and Ronaldo's superstar. Right. But he's also almost 40. Mm -hmm. So it's, he's at the tail end mm -hmm. of his career. Um, so it's, it's, it's a different stage for them. Obviously, this is tragic for PSG, just as you know, a club in general, yeah. um, just to be losing these it. stars. Yeah, but I'm not surprised that it, this seems to be the Saudi league. Just kind of seems where players are going to get a big payday when they're at a certain stage of their career. It's not a league that they're looking to actually win because again, the league's not good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it just looks like they're going there to get paid, to get their check, and to dip out. It doesn't look like they're actually going there to compete. So, so let me ask you this question, right? So it's a two-year deal for Neymar, right? So go over there, and he'll be older, obviously. And there's no tax. Right. Mm. Um, do you see him making the same move that David Beckham made and then also Messi? MLS, no. That was you don't my see him? Too, Neymar, mm. and, and, it, and if you can, just a little bit, if it's a small little window, a little hope, 
Where do you see him playing? I don't see Neymar making the move to MLS because I feel like the situation with Messi was all the stars aligned because he came to an MLS team in a city that's extremely culturally diverse. Mm -hmm. um, there's a huge Hispanic market down here. There's a huge um, just international market down here. That's not the case for a New York MLS team or LA. LA's. That's what I was thinking. LA's, LA Galaxy. LA's borderline. Mm -hmm. LA maybe, but you're not going to get that in Charlotte. You're not going to get that in New York. You're not going to get that in, in Dallas. You're not. It's it's very rare to have a market that is conducive to soccer. Right. And LA maybe because they do have a, a big Hispanic community out there mm -hmm. as well. Maybe I just don't know if I see Neymar playing for the Galaxy. I just mm -hmm. he just doesn't. I don't. I can't envision that. I could envision him like if Messi weren't here. I could yeah. envision him coming to Inter Miami. Right. It's the perfect kind of flavoring right. and environment for him. Not, not enough room. Not enough guys, room, right? obviously. But I, I don't know if I envision him playing for the Galaxy. So, so how was that? Right before we move on to the next news of the day, um, how was your experience? You went to the game, mm -hmm. right? You told us you was going to do. It, you were there. Mm -hmm. um, was it packed? It was sold was out. It, it was packed. Yeah, a mm -hmm. good environment. It was incredible. Um, everyone, obviously, messy jerseys. We're selling out at the store. People were walking in, messy um, bucket hats. One guy even brought a pinata in the shape of a goat. Did he? Um, with a messy jersey yeah. on it. And when Messi hit his goal, he hit it. And outside of it, you know, the candy and stuff filled in it. But it was. Did you grab the candy? No, he was a little far from me. But, no. I it. but there's fireworks, and there, it was just. Yeah. It's very, very cool. I mean, to be able to. Obviously, it's not like Premier League. It's not that big and grand, and the stadium's not as big. And the one they're building in Miami is going to be drastically bigger. It's going to be training facility, and it's going to be right by the airport. It's going to be huge, elaborate. The one in Fort Lauderdale is a little, it's a baby one. But I mean, even in that small kind of tasting of it, you just realize like you have one of the biggest stars to ever step foot in the world of right, soccer yeah. in Miami. Mm -hmm. Like you can actually go and like see him and it's not like you're seeing like a washed version of him. Right, you're right, still right. seeing a dominant <laughs> version of him. You're still seeing a no, version she, of him. It's, I mean, it's true. She's, she's it's not lying. with this. It's no, not. I witnessed it too. You went, witnessed Corey it too. witnessed it also. You have to, Brady had to witness it in real time. Like, you're, you're, you not witnessing, you really you're not witnessing, like, you know, him coming off the, you know, him coming off the bench and not being able to play. Right, and it's right. a shell. Like, you're still witnessing prime messy, like, goal scoring, yeah. Just exhilarating, mm. polarizing, messy in real right. time. It's insane. Now, like this is a guy who I used mm -hmm. to watch only on TV that I just watched right. in the yeah. World Cup. Yeah. Now, like in my face, yeah. like now, it you was tell, insane. You tell me if you felt this way, Ashley. Don't you feel like Messi kind of raises the just like the the play of all of the players around him? Yes. I'm talking about on his team. Everybody and the team that he plays. Against? I mean, again, in the game that I saw, yeah. Messi scored the last goal. Mm -hmm. That's so there were three goals that were scored game, right? before he even did his thing mm -hmm. by other players. He mm -hmm. raises the game of everyone around him. I mean, mm -hmm. this is a team that was last. This Ooh. is a team that has not lost since he stepped foot. I mean, his energy is right. contagious. And now these other teams are fighting for the wins. And it's like you, now it's like a completely yes, different team. Yes, like it's they, a completely eight different goals team. In, how many is it? What? Eight goals in, what is it, five, five games? He scored one the he, other night? He scored one in the game I saw, yeah. yeah. So yeah. eight goals in five games. Can we talk about the record, though? Their record? They haven't lost a game yet, right? They didn't okay. lose. They won that game right, this, right. on Friday, all haven't right. they? That's enough. That's no. Wait, wait, what? I said they won the game, Yes, they won the game on Friday. They have not lost since Messi got here. 
And this is not like, again, when I say prime, <laughs> when I say prime messy, obviously it's not okay, like young messy. Mm. But when I, I'm saying like he's... He's still nice. He's still nice. Like, it may yeah. not be prime by definition because it's, he's not young anymore right. and this is not technically his prime. But he's still like, You're getting a great product. A phenomenal product. You're a phenomenal product. product. Okay. Like, it's, okay. it's... You need to go yeah. to a game, Brandon. I'm going to go. Go to a game. I'm going to go. <laughs> All right, yo, so we got one more. We good on Messi? We got on one Messi. more topic. This weekend, uh, this is for our fight fans, of course. We got to get a little bit of fighting in the show, right? Mm -hmm. Anthony Joshua knocked out heavyweight Anthony Joshua, knocked out Robert Hellenus in the seventh round. So if you're watching this fight, I don't know if you guys got a chance to tune in. It, it, was, a, it was a technical fight, right? And it might have been boring, but you, you, know, you know just as good as I do in those heavyweight fights. You know, it, somebody can get knocked out at any point in time. And that was the case in this fight, and he just, it was an overhand right, right to the chin, yeah. sent him down. I, I, I'm, I'm disappointed in myself. Yeah. I went out there for the Jake Paul, uh, Nate Diaz fight, right? Celebrity boxing, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I subscribed to the zone, mm -hmm. if I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, that's it. $250, $60 investment that I can't get out. Yeah. I can't opt out until April or they made it July clear of up, huh? 2024, right? So I'm like, damn, I'm never going to really uh -oh. use this. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm a fight fan. I like, I used to like Anthony Joshua. After he suffered his first loss, I feel like he was rattled, mm -hmm. he was broken, and he hasn't been the same since. He mm -hmm. lost something in that loss. And I don't like that from a mindset standpoint, like yeah. a heavyweight, a true champion, like you get your ass knocked down sometimes, you gotta get back up. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, modern boxing is like a protector, oh, Things are shifting now in this, this new era with the Devontae Tank Davises and uh, the Ryan Garcias and the Haney's and we just saw Errol Spence and, you know, Bud Crawford. So things are changing there. But if you go back into the old days, everybody suffered. Muhammad Ali to George yeah. Foreman to Mike Tyson to Riddick Bowe to, uh, you know, all the greats, mm -hmm. right? And so um, I, I'm saying all that to say this. I didn't watch the fight and I had the zone. I could have watched it because I've already paid for it. Um, but I wasn't impressed when I saw the highlights, right? Yeah. Because this is a fighter that Wilder knocked out just like that. Like, I mean, how many, how long did it take for him to get the job done? Yeah. And so why was it so technical? Mm -hmm. You know, um, I want to see him be a dog. Like, I flew over, across, I flew across the pond, Ashley, to watch Klitschko and uh, uh, Anthony Joshua fight. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I watched a fight and said, oh, my God, somebody can die in the ring. Right? I don't see that same person. Yeah. Yeah, anything here? It was brutal. No. Yeah, well, because look, I mean, I, I, I'd say almost the same as you, right? Like, I, I kind of, my, my phantom, I don't even know how to put this, but like my phantom in Joshua, like my stake in Joshua and Anthony Joshua was, it, it did go down, right? After his previous fight. So I went into this fight with very, very high expectations. Really? Very, very high expectations wow. because I needed to see the old, the, jo the Anthony it's Joshua there, of bro. old. But I, I, I ain't gonna lie. He, he looked pretty good. He, he, he was looked technical, good. but now, all right, the next fight is what? What's the next fight? Between? He, you saying for him, for yes. Anthony Joshua? Well, I don't know. They're talking about, you know, maybe a rematch with Wilder, right? No, it's no rematch. They never fought. It's Wilder. Uh, oh, I thought, oh, okay. No, that's what they're, that's what they're aiming at. Like, it's oh. going to be Wilder. And, and so Miss, I will okay, say this. Yeah. I'll be excited about that one. Yeah. That, I may go to that one. Okay. Yeah. Or is that one going to be Vegas? I want it to be in London. I want to go to the fight oh, in London. Actually, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Get, and have him have like oh the, home, yeah, the home advantage. It's like 120,000. It's going to be in the stands. He comes out with they fire. They do it at Wembley? Yes. Sweet. 
Yeah, yeah. I want to see it there. Yeah. No, but like I said, like I mean, it was just, I ain't gonna lie. It was, it was getting to the point where I'm like, Anthony Joshua, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna need a knockout. I'm gonna need a knockout. And it happened in that seven. So I was like, all right, you know what? That's, that's what I needed to see from Anthony Joshua for me to even be excited about, a, you know, his next fight. Listen, I know we gotta, we gotta go, but. Yeah. Look, I like what he said afterwards. He's like, you know, I've been carrying my back hurts. I've been carrying boxing powder <laughs> and all of that. So yeah. hopefully that dog is back. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I think that's time, is it? That does it for Monday. I think we got. Good think, Monday, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think we got about one minute left, though. One minute. minute left, but yeah, but yeah, no, I mean it's a great start to the week. I definitely say say. say Let's that. get a shot of this 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 studio. Yeah. Corey said we have a minute left. Yeah. yeah Let's get a shot of this studio. With, huh? Stay on the wide. Let's show all the graphics today. Can we mm. get all the elements? Boom. That's oh, look right at there. Ashley. <laughs> look at Ashley wearing my glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now this one, I like this graphic right here. You gotta go ahead, go on. We got a pan. You, you're missing. Are we gonna just show Ashley? Yeah. We can't show. Nobody us. matters. What you don't need to show them. It's a non-factor. Thank you right, so like, much. Okay, boom. All right, there we go. There we go. We're Keep, nice going. Keep going. Keep going. Got Corey. They're Corey in the cut. Look kind of low. Okay. It's the angle. It's the angle. Corey, why are you sitting there with your Oh, chilling? look at the face. I like that. I, I like that. Okay, go. It's the angle. You, you got Corey up here looking goofy. We got cool glasses on. Corey got the <laughs> intersection yeah, of what sports. Are we calling that? Corey, you kind of like Grant Williams in that picture. Stop, can we see? Can we see? Can we see the Kyrie Irving and can we see? Uh, you know, all the other graphics. That was dope. Look that at Jazz doing his thing. That one was dope. Shout out Jazz. Right, give us feedback. Please jump in the chat. Give us feedback about what you guys want to see. What we can do more. We really appreciate you guys rocking with us. You know, technical difficulty here, a little there. But hell, Stay we're on. YouTubers. It happens. Yeah. We just got to keep pushing forward. <laughs> Dope. Do we have the Kyrie one? Yeah, that one was up there. I was up there. Okay, it it's time there. to go. We went from a minute, a minute to go and a minute over. So listen, <laughs> this has been uh, the Monday edition of Paper Out. But as yes, you guys know, man. we are on Monday through Thursday. So we'll be back tomorrow. And you never know where we'll be coming from. So make sure you guys tune in. See you there. Bye. Stop showing Ashley. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.